Life is a journey of exploration, learning, and growth. Basically, the world is full of fascinating stuff. Join me, Aristides Marousas, as I uncover interesting facts and discuss big ideas on Stuff Explained from the Motley Experience. Experience your world. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this episode of Stuff Explained from the Motley Experience. Once again, I am your host, Aristides Marousas. For this episode, I'm going to continue a bit with the wellness kick that I've been on with this podcast, uh, following the big idea for wellness in general. If you've been following my site, the blog, themotleyexperience.com, which I strongly encourage you to do, a bunch of original articles uh, written for the most part by me that, again, for the most part, have a bit of a wellness orientation to it. It's something that I've grown to become very interested in, very fascinated about. I've found it to be very helpful over these last couple months. It's proven to be useful in how I perceive myself, the world around me, um, my communication with others, and, and just my communication even with myself and so on and, and so forth. I uh, don't want to derail myself and go too much on a tangent, which I'm very much prone to doing. Uh, but to bring us back, this episode is going to be a short introduction to chakras. And I'm sure many of you had have heard of this. Um, a lot of you may associate with the new age sort of movement. And uh, some people think it's a little bit, uh, I think the term is like woo-woo or a little bit out there. Um, but... I found them to be, at the very least, a very interesting concept. I've done Reiki myself. I've done chakra-guided meditations. And the it has proven to be helpful and useful to me. And again, at the very, very least, I find this to be an interesting topic. Uh, some food for thought, shall we say. So again, this episode, short intro to chakras. So what are chakras? That's a fantastic question. Chakras are psychic energy centers or focal points where the mind, body, and spirit merge and interact with each other. Now there are seven main chakras. Six are located along the spinal cord with the seventh at the top of the skull. Each one of these is associated with a specific color, uh, an organ or a group of organs, some natural element, and each one also has its own mantra. The lower chakras represent our physical and intuitive states, while the upper chakras are representative of our mental, emotional, and spiritual states. The word chakra means wheel in Sanskrit, but you can think of them as energy vortexes that spin counterclockwise, pulling energy from the outside world into our bodies. So, bear with me. I know how this sounds. I also am fully aware that there's no, uh, as of yet, great scientific research out there to prove the existence of chakras. Uh, what I'm asking all the listeners of this episode are to approach this with an open mind and if nothing else, see this as an interesting way of approaching health and wellness. So let, now let's get into the history of chakras. The concept of chakras is believed to have been developed around 700 BC they were mentioned in the Upanishads, which are Hindu sacred texts written in Sanskrit. 
Now, traditionally, chakras were viewed as centers of consciousness and mental exercises. So, quite different from the way that they're viewed today. Uh, so, it wasn't really until the 16th century that some uh, literature was written about the activation of chakras. So, in this case, it was Swami Purananda who wrote the Sri Tattva Sintamini. And in it, he included practices such as yoga and meditation that people could do to activate chakras while also describing the powers attributed to each chakra. Uh, then a little bit later on, Westerners Arthur Avalon and C.W. Leadbeater wrote books on chakras, introducing them to a Western audience. And it's through their writing that chakras began to be viewed as separate points of energy. We then fast forward to the 1970s and there was a major shift in the perception of chakras in Western society. Christopher Hills published a book where he linked chakras to spectrum colors as well as personality types. So it wasn't until the 1970s that chakras even had colors. Now the chakra system, which is gaining popularity along with yoga and other spiritual and mindful practices, is now used as a way to understand ourselves physically and spiritually. And again, I'm going to reiterate a comment I made a little bit earlier. Um, full disclosure there is not any reliable scientific evidence yet that has been accepted by the mainstream to prove the existence of chakras, of these energy vortexes. It's more of a way of approaching, uh, a way of approaching wellness. Uh, the belief is basically that we're all made of energy. Everything is some sort of vibration or frequency, which that part is actually scientific based. And that by attuning each one of these chakras, which is its own energy vortex, and helping to clear it, helping to balance it, you are then able to balance your mental, um, emotional, and spiritual states. So we've talked about the background, and now let's get into these seven chakras. So we're going to start from the bottom up. So first we have the root chakra, and that's located at the base of the spine, and it's the color red. This chakra represents primal existence, courage, survival instincts, and self-preservation. If you have a blockage here, it manifests itself as fear, insecurity, general ungrounding. Uh, but if you have too much energy, it can lead to greed and excessive behaviors. So we move up a little bit, and next we have the sacral chakra. And that's located just below the navel and is the color orange. Uh, this particular chakra represents sexual energy, creativity, and sincerity. So if you're unbalanced in your sacral chakra, it manifests itself as being either overly emotional uh, or on the other side of the spectrum, numb. Uh, you could have extreme lust, sexual addiction, or have an, a lack of sexual desire entirely. So it varies on whether you're blocked or maybe too open uh, is the terminology that's sometimes used. We go up a little bit further, we have the solar plexus chakra, which is located, surprise, behind the solar plexus. And if you don't know, it's that's the abdomen area. And that's the color yellow. And so this chakra represents willpower, determination, purpose, and personal power. And when this is out of balance, out of whack, it manifests itself as a fear of loneliness, low self-esteem, a lack of control. Uh, you can also be feeling on edge addictive behavior could come up and also you might be more judgmental than usual uh, we go up a little bit more and this is uh, one of the big ones this is the heart chakra 
It's located in your chest and it's the color green. And it's not where your biological heart is, it's in the center of your chest. And this chakra represents the ability to give and receive love and show compassion. So if you're blocked here, it could manifest itself as a poor immune system, uh, fear, self-pity, unworthiness, self-hatred even. Um, you could also be angry, jealous, grief-stricken, possessive, or offer too much of yourself. Uh, we continue to go up. Next, we have the throat chakra, and that's located in the throat, and that's the color blue. This chakra represents expression, communication, and it's the source of speaking your most authentic truth in a literal sense and in a bit more of a metaphoric sense. So if this is blocked, it can manifest as fear of not being accepted, being judged, communication problems in general, even a physical manifestation of a sore throat. You may also become overly opinionated, hypercritical, arrogant, or out of touch with your own opinions and desires. So we continue to go up. We have the third eye chakra, and that's right in between your eyebrows, and that is the color purple. This chakra represents awareness, intuition, and even clairvoyance. When this is out of balance, there's a lack of focus, over-involvement in fantasy and imagination, so daydreaming, basically. And you can even get sinus problems. And um, you can also be impatient or exhibit bullying behavior. And last but certainly not least is the crown chakra. And that's at the very top of the head. And that's the color violet or white. Now this chakra represents this um, wisdom, a connection to the world, universe, and spirituality. So whether that's spirituality, religion, or whatever your personal spiritual beliefs are, this is basically the, um, the access point to that. So when you're out of balance here, it manifests as psychological problems, condemnation, alienation, frustration, manic depressive tendencies. Uh, you can also have difficulty following through on goals, lack of direction. You could feel disconnected from the world and, and from the people around you. Stay up to date on all the latest content and announcements from The Motley Experience by visiting themotleyexperience.com forward slash connect, then enter your email address and become a member of the Insider Weekly Newsletter. Experience your world. Retcon Industries provides tailor-made music for professional wrestling, podcasts, trailers, and more, while also releasing their own original music. I personally have used Retcon Industries for professional wrestling and also for this podcast. All the music you hear in this podcast is by Retcon Industries. For more information, go to www.retconindustries.com or email my good friend Greg at retcongreg at gmail.com. You can also visit them on Facebook and Instagram at Retcon Industries. So now that we know what the chakras are and the problems that can arise if there's a blockage, how do we keep these healthy and balanced? So if we're going to start with the root chakra again, healing can occur by walking in nature, uh, specifically if you can get barefoot in dirt or sand and just really that connection with the earth, it'll help 
ground you basically. Um, and eating healthy red foods and wearing red colored clothing can also be helpful. And that's something that you're going to see as a common trait across all the chakras, eating uh, fruits and vegetables that are the color of that chakra or wearing clothes that are the color of that chakra are always um, that you can sort of help unblock. Um, so I'm, I'm saying that now so I don't have to repeat the same thing for every single chakra. Um, but back to the root chakra, by walking around in nature, specifically barefoot, this can help leave you feeling grounded and, and steady with a foundation, uh, so an inner foundation. With the sacral chakra, you'll want to spend some time near water, especially if you're able to swim in it. And uh, if you do that, it'll leave you feeling connected to others and open to new experiences. With the solar plexus chakra, healing can occur if you sit near a fire or you just soak up the sunlight. So again, eating the healthy yellow foods or wearing yellow colored clothing may be helpful. If you do these things, it'll leave you feeling confident and in control of your life. So think of it as almost like a recharge. So next up, we have heart chakra. And if you want to heal this, you're going to want to do it through deep breathing exercises and also exposing yourself to air and wind. Again, eating healthy foods that are green and wearing green-colored clothing may also help. Doing this will leave you feeling open to giving and receiving love. After the heart chakra, we have the throat chakra. And if you want to balance your throat chakra, you can do this by exposing yourself to a clear sky and open spaces in general. By doing activities that involve that kind of environment, uh, it will leave you feeling an improvement in your ability to communicate, which is really important. Uh, I've also found um, that singing, kind of like with uh, with Reckless Abandon, like, like you would if you're driving the car by yourself, you're blasting music or in the shower, things that you can think of from a physical sense as opening up your throat. And that's a, that's a big thing of just feeling like you can get what you want off your chest and just say what you need to say, communicate what you need to communicate, whether it's uh, to yourself or to people around you, uh, whether you're doing a podcast or writing articles, whatever it, that may be. So after the throat chakra, we have the third eye chakra. And healing can occur here by exposing yourself to natural light. And this will leave you feeling focused and improves your ability to be objective. With the crown chakra, um, if you want to balance this, you do it through meditation and prayer. Spiritual nourishment and wearing violet colored clothing may also be helpful. If you do these things, it will leave you feeling healthy and connected in a spiritual manner. Now again, there's a ton more examples of what you can do to heal and balance every single one of these chakras. You will notice that a lot of it has to do with being out in nature. And that's something that science has proven to be healthy for, for people is to spend as much time as you can in nature, in a forest or by the beach or, you know, hiking mountains, whatever you have access to that's nearby, just get out there and spend half an hour, an hour a week or however much you need to or enjoy doing to, to recharge and connect. I know I've personally found... Um, myself gaining immense benefit when I'm feeling low or a little bit lost of just going to the beach, especially during the summertime and just soaking in the sun and listening to the water, going in the water. Uh, also, uh, any season really going into a forest and just walking around in the quiet um, and 
you know, maybe you'll spot some animals or whatnot. It's a cool experience to just get lost in there and focus on nature as opposed to whatever issues or problems are going on in your head. So I got lost on a tangent with the nature stuff. So I'm going to bring us back to chakras and recap a little bit. So I've given you the history of chakras. I've given you information a little bit on what each one is and what it represents, what each chakra represents, and also what blockages can look like and how to clear blockages. Now with the clearing and with keeping chakras healthy, I gave a very, very small amount um, just because there are seven. And if I were to go deeply into each one, this would end up being like an hour or two hour podcast, which isn't really what I'm looking to do. I do strongly recommend if this is something that interests you or you're even a little bit curious to go ahead and do that further research on your own. I've personally found that a big part of wellness and spirituality is that taking it upon yourself to do further research into what interests you specifically and then taking little bits and parts of that and and creating almost your own unique approach within the grand wellness umbrella. So there's some other stuff that I can speak to with regards to chakras and healing. Um, as we've seen, nature in general seems to help a lot of it. Uh, guided meditations for me has been have, have been huge in general, not just with chakras, but again, just in general, guided meditations have been a huge help. Uh, they are in no way a sponsor of this show, but I use an app called Peace, and they have some great little meditations on there. Uh, specifically, they have a whole section dedicated to chakras, so they have a guided meditation for each single one. You can also find stuff on Spotify, on YouTube for free. You can look that up. And those are helpful because they're guided. They help you visualize the colors. They help you visualize um, all these different things. They tell you the breathing you should do and breathing into these different chakras. And, you know, there's some affirmations in there as well. And if you're just getting into this, the guided meditations are, again, a big help. I can't speak highly enough of them. Uh, also, Reiki is probably a big and popular chakra balancing. And, and if you've heard of chakras, you've probably also, within the same breath, same sentence, or same page, or whatnot, also heard of Reiki. For those of you who don't know what Reiki is, think of it as a chakra massage. Uh, so you're lying on a table. There's a Reiki master who does this. And uh, usually you're fully clothed and your eyes are closed, and they almost set the stage for you to meditate lying down, uh, face up, and they use a crystal sometimes to find out where the blockages are, and then they don't really touch you, they kind of just have their hands hovering right above your body, right above the locations of each different chakra, and the whole intention of this is to find the blockages and help clear them. Uh, Now, I've been about three times, and I've had mixed results, Uh, The first one was really big. It was uh, a pretty eye-opening experience for me, and I definitely did feel different afterwards. The uh, second or third one were so-so. There were cool aspects of it, but you're basically meditating with another person there, and that can be distracting for some people. I found it to actually help me focus more, and the reason that I thought it helped me focus more was because you know this person is there with the intention of clearing those blockages, and so it's almost like I'm working with them to go through each single chakra and each single balancing and just feeling, you know, almost like a, like feeling within my body where all that is. And if there's any tension anywhere and 
um, again, it's like a meditation and you do this for anywhere between like half an hour, an hour or more. Um, if you don't want to do it, that's cool. If you think it's all hokey or whatnot, that's fine. For me, I kind of thought that over six months ago. Then once I tried it, I was like, oh, you know, maybe there is something to this after all. And to sort of wrap up this show, that's what I really want to leave off on, where once again, I've mentioned this a few times, there's no scientific background proving that chakras and these energy vortexes exist. Again, I'm not trying to say that this is what is the truth of the world, but it is something that has helped me and it has helped a lot of people approaching wellness, mental and uh, spiritual wellness especially, by almost dividing up the components of wellness into these seven chakras. And it helps you because if you think about it, if you're just trying to be like, oh, I just want to be healthy, that's a lot of ground to cover. But if you instead say, hey, I want to work on my throat chakra, you're specifically looking for ways to open yourself up to communicating better. If you want to focus on your heart chakra, you're focusing specifically on how you give and receive love. Um, so it's, I think it's very cool actually that it's split up that way and it helps you almost tactically go one by one and unblock. And as with anything, as with any health and wellness, this is an ongoing process. It's not a one and done. You have to, you know, always go back and make sure it's balanced. And, um, you know, it's okay to be unbalanced. You know, life happens, stuff gets thrown in your way, but just get back on track as best as you can. So that wraps up this episode of Stuff Explained on Chakras. Uh, if you want some um, links to sources, go to themontleyexperience.com where there'll be an article up with this podcast in it, this podcast episode. And underneath the podcast, you will find links that I used as, as sources for this and also for other podcast episodes as well. You'll find on The Motley Experience links as sources. So that might be an interesting place to start if you want to do your own further research on this. Uh, there's plenty of books on the subject. Uh, I went to Barnes & Noble the other day and they had literally a whole entire section of books that were all about Reiki and chakras and meditation, like a how-to guide. And um, it goes so much, much more in depth than I can cover in a single podcast episode. But it's something that I found was cool, interesting, and helpful, and I wanted to share it with as many people as I could. Wellness is important to me. As this podcast series progresses, you will find and hear a lot more episodes geared towards that, especially the big idea episodes, um, just speaking towards that wellness philosophy. So I hope it is um, helpful to you guys. I hope you find value in it. Please make sure to tweet me at Motley Experience or my personal Twitter at A-T Marousas. That's A-T-M-A-R-O-U-S-A-S. Um, if you're at Motley Experience, if you're, that's how you're reaching me, make sure you put the hashtag stuff explained. Put your opinions on this episode, whether you believe in chakras, whether you don't. Keep it civil, of course. Maybe your own personal experiences with it, with meditations, with Reiki, other things that you found to be helpful, other wellness aspects, um, that you want to share with others. Uh, part of this podcast, the idea behind the podcast, besides spreading the ideas vocally through it, is also to hopefully generate a bit of conversation on social media uh, that is friendly, that uh, is respectful, but also is engaging and getting people to think uh, and uh, just allowing people to open up and see that, you know, the world sometimes isn't as 
um, defined as you might think it is. It's not as black and white. There's a lot of gray area, and there's a lot of exciting stuff within that gray area. And to me, chakras, Reiki, meditations, all of that are are part of that. They're in that gray area. So thanks for listening. Reach out on social media and uh, talk to you guys next episode. Stuff Explained is written and produced by me, Aristides Marousas. Music is produced by the talented Greg Massey of Retcon Industries. Visit themotleyexperience.com for more thoughtful original content, and you can also find links to the sources used for each episode of Stuff Explained. Like us on Facebook at The Motley Experience. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Motley Experience and use the hashtag Stuff Explained. If you like this episode, leave a review, subscribe, and share with a friend. Thank you for listening.